Booyakasha! Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat, presented by Out of System. It's a new voice introducing today. It's Joe Worsley. Because Gage is not here today, we are. Uh, it's a two-man show. We got Micah Ma here joining us from France. How are we doing, Micah? What's up, Joe? It's uh, like crew, I said, baby. yeah, two-man crew exactly. Gage uh, is on a road trip right now. We're filming this Friday morning, so it's uh, end of the week here. We're I'm in the middle of playoffs. Gage is in the middle of a big-time road trip. Mike is finishing up his season now in France, yeah. and everything's starting to heat up. I know. Micah, you were saying, I think you have two more weeks left this season. Is that right? I have, oh gosh. Yeah, after this week, we'll have two more weeks. Okay. And after this weekend. The... All right. And and for those who, I don't, I don't know how familiar a lot of our listeners are with like the European playoff system or how any of that works. Really quickly, what's your positioning and how set are you? Explain really quickly like what has to happen oh, for you guys. For, yeah, like just yeah, in terms of the points, like how the points work. I don't know if we ever actually talked about that, like how that works and how to Yeah, qualify. I don't know if we have either. But so first off, the points, I think maybe we've talked about this before, but maybe if you haven't heard before, um, the point system in Europe and international play is a little bit different where um, each win is worth three points. And then if you go to five, you end up splitting the points with the other team. You get two and the other team gets one for pushing you to five. So it is a strategy to like go for like try and push another team. Like every set's important. You're trying to get to the fifth set at the very least, um, especially if, like if you're playing a good team and you're on the road. Like to get to get one point and go home is like sometimes a really good thing to do. Um, and I like that too because like in college you could win like 25. 23, 25, 23, like push it to the fifth set and then go to deuce and you get nothing to show for it if you lose. Mm-hmm. And then and then you can like wax a team 25, 10, three sets in a row and it's like the same. It's like just one win. Um, so I kind of like that. It's like if you barely beat a team and you go five and like you don't get, you don't deserve all the points. And also, um, yeah, like like what you're referring to with clubs who in, in Europe, this is a big thing in the, uh, I would say more so in Europe than in the U.S., where you have teams with such like huge budgets, com- and then they're playing teams with, like really small budgets, and they have to figure out ways to be competitive in their league. And they're literally those clubs; they're like super happy if they can just get one point off, which is a oh, five set sure. loss. And like that's like huge. And in the U.S., like you said, like that you go and you lose in five, it feels the same as if you got smashed in three. Yeah, just because like it-, it has the same meaning. And in the U.S., I don't think there's a lot of sports um, that you can, like, win a game and then, like, have to split somehow. The Like, I'm pretty sure in the U.S. it's, like, everything's just if you win, you win. It's just one win in the in the win column and one loss in the loss column. I know, like, Champions League for soccer is, like, a little bit different. And then, like, ours is a little mm-hmm. bit different. And I don't know if I – I don't know. There's definitely goods and bads to it. I personally like – the the three point system a little bit more, definitely. Yeah, it gives you like you said, it gives you reason to like fight for every single set. Like even if you mm-hmm. do that, go down. And I you hear this a lot in volleyball. I see it like even more so in Europe. It's like the magic rule. If you go up to zero, lose the third set, then it's like automatically going to five. <laughs> That's just kind of like, <laughs> if you don't close it out in three, then it's going to five. And Mike can yeah, know that more so things, than anybody. There's definitely like. Um, 
throughout the match, there's times where you're like, oh, this is like this is a, a time that we can close it and like we don't have to risk. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of risk going on, and you're like, okay, we need to close it now because especially in the France in the French league where teams are so even that like it's not like you're just like oh we're better than this team like so yeah okay if we have to play another set so be it like we'll beat them it's always like you don't know what's going to happen in the next set so if you're if you're even close like 23 all you're like okay mm-hmm. we need to take this home cuz like we don't know they could come out and be on fire like so that's pretty interesting um and then we're in 8th place eight teams make the playoffs um like I've said before on this channel, like we have young players. We're a pretty low budget team. Um in France at least. Um so yeah, we're just trying to make a run at the playoffs. We have to win we play the the tenth place team um this Saturday. And if we win, we knock them out. And then the ninth place team, which is tied for tenth place with points, is playing um like the last one of the teams that's in last in the league. And at home. So most likely they'll win that and then we won't be secured yet. So it's gonna it might come down to our last game, is what we're thinking. Dang. And is yeah. it on the road? Is it on is it on the road this weekend? Um no. Luckily we're at home. Okay. We were up two zero uh against this team. Uh we were up two zero to Paris. We were up two zero in Paris and ended up losing in five. So Dang. um we kind of blew that one. Okay, but oh, you yeah. guys, wait, you guys. Yeah, I, just I watched your match with Stein. Yeah, and uh, like at first we weren't paying much attention. Um, we were like Stein had it on, and I had some French games on. And whenever he'd say you were in, I would just switch over to to your to your guys' uh, stream. Yeah. Until like Stein's like, wait, uh, I think they might have to go to five here, and I'm like, what? And so from like the end of the fourth set. The whole rest of the game we watched. Yeah, it was, dude, speaking of, like, you mentioned, oh, in the French League, nobody shows up, and it's like, oh, this team's expected to win. I think, to be honest, I think uh, some of our guys had a little bit of that going into this match this week because we're the top seed. We were, like, the clear top uh, team in the Bundesliga this year in the regular season. We went into playoffs. Uh, after our team had the COVID outbreak, we have not been playing at the highest level. I think uh... everybody understands that. We've been talking about that. And the, I think the coaches kind of, like, keep reiterating that. And to be honest, I don't I don't know, like, what the best way is to deal with that because I feel like by reiterating that, then it keeps that thought in your head. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you. I was like, would you – I also believe, like, you don't just say, like, oh, yeah, since – like, you don't just talk it into yeah, existence. Yeah. I know there's those people that are like, oh, I'm going to talk yeah. this. But it's, like, a little bit different. But it's true. It's tough. When you keep yeah. mentioning it and mentioning it, like – Sometimes, like, at 24, 24, yeah. all of a sudden you're, like, hearing, like, oh, we haven't been playing that good because of COVID, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And, we, yeah, so, well, we I didn't really say what happened. We lost in five. Yeah. What we're, we're in the middle right now of a uh, three-match series, first round of playoffs. And the way it is, you have to win two of three. Um, and since we lost the first one, we have to win Saturday night. And if we win, it's at home. And then if we win, we play the next night, Sunday night, for the – uh, for the tiebreaker, and obviously wow. if we lose any of those, our season's over. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's wow. There, it's a lot. There's a lot riding on it, and obviously with there's a. They're bunch both of at home though. Yeah, both at home, which is good. We play. We've played really well at home this whole season. Uh, we haven't. I need to knock on wood. We haven't lost at home. <laughs> um, oh shoot! Okay. And so we, 
in like anything. Ah, oh, shoot. No, we lost German Cup at home. Now that I think about it, okay. that's the only thing. But in in league play, we haven't in lost. In league play. Yeah. Um, but it, dude, it's wild. There's some, uh, yeah, there's some stories I have to say for after the season, that I, I because <laughs> we do have a lot of German listeners too. Um, but after, well, I, I can kind of talk about stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Dude. We're we're in a yeah. You're on the ropes now. Situation. Yeah, it's especially with a club like this who is like so much perceived. This club has never in the history missed Champions League since it started. Yeah. The only club in Europe. And what that is is like the top two teams. You have to finish top two, which means you have to make the final. Um, so obviously, like there's a lot of pressure. That's ridiculous. Just, yeah, it's crazy. To say the only team in Europe. That's such a crazy uh, stat. Every single t- yeah. And they, to they say always that a make lot. the final. So yeah, no, for for myself, I know that I've uh, dealt with like these situations way better than I had in the past. like when I was younger. When we had these type of situations, like I would get like so pissed off and stuff. I just like wouldn't handle it very well. But now, like <laughs> to be honest, I I don't know if it's right, but I kind of like laugh about it a little bit just because like how like freaked out everybody. I think we're in a, like fine. we have to win two matches at home and. We've been dominant. We just played like horrible. Like we couldn't have played like worse. We played. We served so, but that gym is so hard to serve in. Like you toss the ball up and you just lose. Like our whole team just like struggled super. We did the same thing in the regular season. We struggled a lot at that gym. So I'm not like I'm not very worried. I know that we'll come back. Um. And you just got better at dealing with that just because you I got more mature, I, or what, what? Maybe why do you the, think? living in Hawaii, like the whole. I don't know. I don't, to be honest, I don't know what it is. I just like, maybe maybe it is like the maturity aspect. I think that probably has a piece of it. Um, but I, f- I felt like especially when I got to like Hawaii, like handling these types of situations, or just uh, I don't know, if failure is the right word, or like not coming, not coming out like on top, like a set, like responding from a set and stuff. And our coach even like here, like every single time that I've played this year, we lost a set, we won the next set immediately. And he's like really impressed with like all the time whenever the young guys go and when we do that, like he's played the young guys actually a decent amount now, the second half for a decent amount of matches. And even if we lost one set, we always come back and we like crush on the next set and just how we respond. And I think like, to be honest, I think it's kind of like the young guys mentality too. That you go out there and it's just like, they have so much energy. They're able to respond where there's at times, like some of the older guys, they just, yeah, the energy drops off immensely, and then yeah, and yeah, then yeah, 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 yeah. You can sure. see it, like it's so. Even against the, this past Wednesday, like we saw that, like being, I was on the sideline for a little uh, bit at the beginning, and like as soon as like a rough patch would come, I felt like the energy just dropped off a ton. I said that all the time, like guys, yeah, like it's so. It's as soon as like our whole team just has the energy and they stay together, like we just go and we crush them like every single time. The first set, we had good energy, crush them. Mm-hmm. As soon as our energy drops off, you can just tell, like, everybody just kind of starts yipping at each other, and then it's and then it's just kind of, it, it can it can turn yeah. bad fast. And that's sports in general, I think. And so yeah. it's a it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. But like I said, I'm pretty confident that we'll be able to turn things around, and it'll be, uh, it'll be I think beneficial for us in the long run. I think we needed something like this because things were going too smooth for too long. Yeah, like we yeah, hadn't lost could, a game in league yeah, since October. Yeah, that could be the case. Um, yeah, so, that could be the case. But yeah, um, moving moving on to a next topic here. Um, 
I think a decent amount of our listeners might know th- this person who we're going to be talking about um, for a short segment here, and uh, Dane LeClaire. Um, he was, well, first of all, Micah and I were teammates with him for how many years, Micah? Three. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to three. say three, too. Um, Maybe four. And we trained, like, we would train national teams with him. He was from Rochester, New York. He uh, is, like, one of the... Yeah, Rock City, as he said. Rock City. Rochester, Um, Rock City. Rock City. He he went to University of Loyola. He played opposite, played setter there. Um, He then moved on. He got an offer to play. uh, Oh, no, sorry, not to play. To work for the University of Nebraska as a graduate assistant, I believe. Um, And then many people know that he hit. There was a very unfortunate incident uh that led to his uh passing away last year in october um and so it's his birthday actually coming march 15th um in a couple days here and so i want to really quickly uh i know mike and i have a lot of good memories like he's one of the funniest people that i know that i've ever met like just when he like and he was our team captain with the u19 uh youth national team i uh, believe and he was just like like the amount of jokes and the amount of just humor, like that's always on his mind, is like crazy. He, yeah, he had just so much energy. energy. This guy's energy, even when he hit the, even when he hit the court, would just come in just like yeah. a freaking freight train, and it would be like so fired up. He'd come in. He's one of those subs that you know when like some subs come in, they'll just grab the ball and like. They'll high five yeah, the yeah. person that's in six when they're going to serve, but like not a lot of other people. He'd come in and like smack everybody. Go like actually talk to each yeah. and in every individual and like give them a small pump up speech before he even goes back to the back. It'd take him like 30, 45 seconds to get back there because he wants to like pump everybody Dude, up. Dude, he was. I remember, I remember playing him in club volleyball too. We played against him in club volleyball. Um, he actually went, if, I, if Gage and I stayed in New York, he went to like our rival high school that we would have played against. And so I always remember him uh, when, after we moved to California and playing against him and he, he, dude, he, he was a freaking good player too. Like throughout club, he had a super good arm. Uh, I always felt like for, yeah. for like uh, when, for being like a juniors volleyball player, like that was always like his thing. And, but I don't even think like, no, I don't even think like the part of his game, no part of his game is what stands out to, to me like he's a great player but i think his personality like offsets everything his personality yeah, is just yeah, like yeah, what yeah, everybody yeah, no, remembers about no him. doubt uh big karaoke guy i always no remember doubt. he was like big karaoke guy um i'm trying to think <laughs> on that trip dude there's so many like ridiculous times yeah we have a lot we have a lot of ridiculous stories we used to play a lot of can dude, he jam, was ridiculous at can jam um in that hallway he was really good at can jam i whooped him all the time yeah, at Monopoly. Monopoly games, those. Um, we just had super. We just had super long training camps with that group. Like we were with them for like a month together, and like you don't do anything else but live mm-hmm. like volleyball uh, at Simpson College, and then we were also together for a super long time in That's Oklahoma right. City. We were there for like a super long time too, with that really sick student center where we watched Germany. Handed to mm-hmm. Brazil like seven zero in the first, like first half of I don't was that uh, World Cup? Yeah, World no, that was World Cup. It yeah, might have been seven one. 
Yeah, and we had a, there's a ping pong table, and obviously, for those of you guys who don't know this, a lot of high level volleyball players yeah. are really good at ping pong. It's like a it's like a thing. Um, I've had some good battles with Michael Saeda, um, Eric Shoji, Garrett Mogutia, um, Kavika Shoji. The Shoji brothers are both really good. Um, yeah, and like I remember we we, we were at World Cup um, in Japan. And they had a ping pong table, and me and Michael were in there all the time. And slowly, some guys started to trickle in, and the level of play is just re- super good. TJ DeFalco's really good. Um, so yeah, ping pong is like something that I don't know why, but it goes pretty hand in hand with volleyball. Hand eye coordination. Like I know a lot of good volleyball players that are really good at ping pong. Um, but yeah, we had a ping pong table in there. Remember, oh, who was the best? Dante was not very great. Josh was pretty good. You probably were the best. There was Dane somebody was pretty that, good. I thought Dane was pretty good. It could have been actually. me, but there, no, there was somebody in there that was like a sleeper that I was like, oh, wow, this guy's really good. And he was beating up on everyone until I Scott until Stanley. I got in there. Who the heck was um, it? Not oh, anything. gosh. Anyway, yeah. No, Dane LeClaire's personality. Dude, the fight. Um, is one of the strongest I've ever been around yeah. in, in volleyball. Actually, I would go as far as to say it's probably, yeah, it's probably a top three personality yeah. in, in volleyball. When he's with Colin mm-hmm. Mahan, it's, it's, it's Dude, tough all, to beat. Yeah. I don't know if there's, all there's they would talk combo. about is how Rochester is like the greatest city ever. <laughs> and they knew it was like complete. I lived in Rochester too. <laughs> I can attest that. Yeah, <laughs> they were like baby, the Rock biggest City advocates baby. for Rochester, New oh York. Oh my they, gosh. <laughs> that's all they would talk about. They would compare it, like, because you had all the California and oh Hawaii boys. Gosh. Most of the guys are from there. And they would always do the, they would always do the, eh, <laughs> yeah, answer. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> it always hit people with Dude, that they too. could pull oh quotes from gosh. anything, too. They had, they do so many quotes. Oh, yeah, they, they were, co- they, exactly. Dude, they were just always on fire. Those two were always on fire, man. They, I never saw them like tired or like they'd always have so much energy. Crazy. They, uh, I mean, we. Yeah, it was super impressive. Really impressive. The uh, some of the Nebraska girls, because I remember like when, like the day around, like when uh, he had passed away, and it was super sad, obviously. Um, but I was talking to some of the Nebraska girls like right after that, and they like had the same stuff. They said like. He would like come into practice. Oh, this is a funny story, actually. I don't know if it's so much funny, but he kind of describes it because Dane's like a hundred percent all the time. And so I rem- I remember uh, yeah. hearing about in practice, like right when he got to Nebraska, he's the grad assistant in Nebraska. A lot of the times with their grad assistants, they have them play in practice because they want to get like uh, some guys uh, hitting some balls against them yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so Dane comes in to, in preseason. And he, obviously he goes full hundred percent. He he was a Division One ball player, so he's like, yeah, yeah. No, he's so, legit. And he's, he's legit. got an arm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And legit. I guess the fir- one of the first balls he hits, he lights up. I want to say they're opposite or they're middle. I can't recall. No, they're what they're middle. I think, and just I think concusses one of their middles. Hits her so hard, concusses, and the oh. head coach was so mad that he was banned from ever playing. And he's the ball boy and the towel guy. <laughs> and they and for the rest of the year he just got like and so much crap. Yeah, he, he got, got one swing. swing. The rest in. of the year he got so much crap from, apparently swing. from the head coach. They were like they wouldn't let him like touch the ball sometimes. 
And he'd be like, I mean, you know how Dane is. Oh if, he, if he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, come on, come on. Um, and they, I, apparently, they also did a oh karaoke uh, night one time at Nebraska. And he went on and just killed it in front of everybody. He he was just, oh, he put yeah, on a whole no, show. Like, he had, like, planned it out. <laughs> he's an entertainer. Uh, he's an dude, entertainer. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, no, like you said, he's one of the top three, top five personalities in volleyball. Like, if you know him. He's somebody that like stands out after you meet him. So, um, happy birthday, Big Dane, Great Dane. Um, yeah, we wish happy uh, birthday, Dane. I, we wish the family the best, uh, best as well. Um, the yeah, Claire family. So, yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance, I I know there's a lot of stuff that was done, like different type of media stuff that was done following, uh, um, his passing away. So if you get a chance, look him up. He's I think there's some pretty cool videos that uh kind of uh give you a good look into his personality and some volleyball videos i don't know but if you have time definitely go uh take a look i think uh there's i think everybody um could learn a little bit for a guy like that for sure as well so um moving on here yeah. micah I, we were talking about a little bit of segment that uh that you had prepared let's uh so yeah i thought of um uh, a segment called Would You Rather? Um, and I I got it from, honestly, it came up on my Instagram. Somebody gave me a Would You Rather question. I remember how much I loved them when I was a kid. I used to do them all the time. Um, and so I don't have any prepared, but I'm going to think of one. And I'm going to shoot it at you. Let's, so, let's do it. Would You Rather? Would you rather be six foot seven and have a 25 inch vertical or be six feet six foot and have a 45 inch vertical six foot 45 inch yeah just yeah uh yeah for sure because also the six seven 25 incher probably isn't moving very well if they can't jump that well yeah that's true moving very well and no, for sure I'd go six foot forty five inch, especially in today's game. Like we've talked about, like today's game. Is okay, like, what would be what would be the amount that you would you would have chosen the six seven just for a future reference? Thirty inch. Thirty, yeah, like thirty yeah, in the thirty yeah. range. I don't know because thirty twenty five. Thirty's not bad. No, thirty's not bad. But I'm just saying, like twenty five. That sounds like you're not very agile. You're not moving very well. Right, you're not athletic. Um. Okay. So that'd be difficult. All right, for you, all right, off the top of my head, would you rather have to go and cut a 13-year-old volleyball uh, volleyball player? Okay. And go and tell them. <laughs> okay. Or um, would you rather have to go uh, speak to – two parents who are open about like not liking you and being pissed off at you and like like just being overly you know those parents are just over ridiculous oh like way like rather to, go to the parents they'll threaten to sue you and stuff oh and way rather that. go to the parents okay especially if the the, the kid's a really nice kid yeah, i don't like being so mean i don't want to be mean to a kid. nice person but like if you're if you already don't like me and i already yeah, know that that's true i could just yeah i'm like all right what's your what's your problem and i'll just talk to them straight up and like I don't have any fear of like uh, you guys yeah. don't like me, all right? Like Con- confrontation. Yeah. 
Okay, one more each. Okay. Would you rather... Would you rather get solo blocked <laughs> for game point by an undersized setter? So, or... Okay. Chuck a free ball for game point. Uh, oh, both of those are brutal. <laughs> I, perfect sure, set. At least get blocked. Set, I'm, one on as, one. As a setter. Tiny setter. Tiny. <laughs> tiny, well, as, bro. I'm talking a, like undersized person. <laughs> like 5'3". You get five, blocked three. by an undersized person. Like 5'2". Yeah. Um, or you get a, or a free ball's coming over and you're the libero. And you take it with your hands, and it falls straight through your hands. No, for sure. Like being a setter, I think it'd be more embarrassing to to botch like a set. And so, like getting blocked, I feel like, especially being an undersized setter, it's like, uh, no, I I would rather get blocked by at least that way. Like, yeah, I would too. I would too. Botching actually, free ball dude, on dude, match dude, point. Dude, would I be botched so a set. We were actually just our the place that we played our last away game. Um, Last year we were there, and we pushed it to five, and we had like multiple game points, and we just couldn't put the ball away, and so it was like twenty-one twenty, for them. Um, we don't put the ball away on on our attack, and we get a crazy dig, but I went to go um, three man block, and when I came down, like I lost the ball, so I I like ran this way and I spun around, and then I realized that. I don't know what I realized, but I, I ended up spinning twice. And when I spun the second time, I had no idea where I was. <laughs> and so I set the ball to four and I was like, I was like, just aim inside. Like if it's a two ball, it's a two ball. So I set the ball to four and I like watch it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's way out. <laughs> and it went over the antenna and we lost the game. <laughs> Oh, such a bad. That's that's the worst. That's probably the worst play of my career, almost. Like Dude, to do have, two spins, yeah. lose where you're at. I think it. I think it hit. It like went straight on top of the antenna, and it was like, all right, that's game dizzy. over. You're like dizzy from the spin. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know where I was. I was like, okay, I do not. Know. I I knew four was in that direction, but I was like, I don't yeah. know if I'm like. So I was like, I just set this thing. <laughs> but okay. That's awesome. Hit me with one more. Um. All right. Uh. Off the top. Okay. Would you rather miss every single serve for an entire match, or would you rather misconnect on every single middle set? Oh. Oh my gosh, that's a really good one. <laughs> I would hate to do both of those things. <laughs> I would hate to do both those things. Um. Just Am I like sets. if I'm missing all my serves? Yeah, hmm. you're missing. Like they're not being touched. <laughs> yeah, but does that? No, I know. But does that mean that I set the middles really well? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm just, just yeah, playing yeah. normal. Or am I like all of a sudden if I miss every serve, am I setting really, really well? No, it had, one has no effect on the other. So it's okay, just like everything else. So it's is, just a normal game. Besides yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I would say misconnect with the middles because, um. I usually like serve the most on our team. Okay. And if and if I don't serve like a lot of times we usually don't win. It's like okay. a direct correlation. And then 
also middles can score with misconnects. Like they can they True. can be efficient with misconnects a lot. It's just like a bad it's like just doesn't sit right even if yeah. they score it. But I could work around that. I could like they score with some misconnects and then I just set the pins a little bit more and set okay. some pipe. Yeah. But like missing Good. every serve, I don't have a solution. <laughs> you know, like it's like okay, yeah. I miss every single serve. Like I can't go like even float serve I would miss. Like that sucks. True. Dude, the so, other thing about the worst thing about like if you're like a server where they like rely on you to be productive and like you miss one and then the next like two or three guys miss you just you feel way worse. Oh like, yeah. I started oh, big that. time. Oh big time. Oh big and time. And nobody like nobody comes and backs you up. Like if That's why dude on on our team, Nico Marshall, he's at the outside. He's so good at that. Like he cause he has like he just has this very like loose attitude, like this French attitude. And he's like all like I'm always really confident when he's behind me that like that he'll go and he always does. Like if I miss, he'll still go and hit a really good serve all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not obviously not every single time, but like a really. But he's high consistent. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, and yeah. That's what. That's one thing. Like that's how you build trust in your teammates too. I feel like, like that's how For you sure. develop like trust and stuff. So it's an important thing to have. But all right, yeah. No, that was a. That's a tough one for sure. I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah one, what the, would you do? The, miss the misconnect too. Yeah. That's missing every serve, you feel like crap. If you miss yeah. every single serve. No, yeah, that's terrible. Because cause after, like, the first set, I'm sure your coach and your teammates are like, just put it in. Like, yeah, let yeah. us serve hard. And you just like, continue just to put miss. It in, and you just can't. That would suck. <laughs> and they're going to yeah, get so be... frustrated with that. They're going to get so frustrated. Yeah. Either way, you're probably at some point getting subbed out. If you're misconnecting every single middle ball, it doesn't look very good. And no, if you're but missing you could, every you serve, could be winning. So you they want to take you out if you're winning. It depends, yeah. No. Yeah. It depends on the match for sure. But the uh <laughs> but I like that segment a lot. If you guys have anything for yeah. us, yeah, if you want to do some would you rather and shoot some in, I think Gage would be good at that too. Yeah, he come up some ridiculous. Because you can ones. come up with some things like, would you rather like have to stop playing volleyball or eat like twenty cockroaches? <laughs> Anything eating, Gage will do it. Gage will choose the That's eating true. thing. That's true. Uh, I'm sure yeah, we can definitely we can definitely expand that a little bit more. Yeah. Gage, but what's Gage going on right now is the um, the first FIVB beach tournament. Yeah. The Doha, of the, the, of the, yeah, the Doha the four star. star, yeah. Um, and you want to talk about that? I saw that the guys had a really good showing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the, most of the top teams in the world, um, for at least the men's side, aren't aren't USA. They're not really. No. I, I wouldn't say they're in the top yeah. five. I know Russia's yeah. in, in, incredibly good. Obviously, the Norwegians are incredibly good. I'm sure there's a Brazil team. I'm sure is it Evandro and Bruno and Guto. No, there's a, there's a there's a but shift. But Bruno in got no Bruno. I heard got injured. That's why Guto was there. Okay, I was, I was so Evandro and, and Bruno. Okay. Um, who else are another top team? Oh, Thol well, and Wickler. Yeah, and the Dollhouser and, and Lucina beat him yesterday. The Americans beat him. Yeah, Dollhouser and, and Lucena came in and took some teams out. They yeah. took out Tholen Wickler and they took out the Russians. I heard. Yeah. 
And then they, um, no, more no, 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 was the Russians playing. were uh, the Russians were Crab and Gib. They, oh, okay. I watched that match. They beat it. They they played really well. The one okay. the one player who wasn't there who's gotten the award for top player in the world the past couple of years is Anders Moll. He's had a right. hip injury, and okay. so Christian Sorum, his partner, played with Svein Solhug, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, he's another Norwegian player. So obviously it was. I think they looked like two smalls basically. They just split blocking, which is pretty cool. Like <laughs> damn. So Christian Sorum is bigger than I thought. Yeah. Dude, and he's a baller. He's not. Bro. He's not small. Yeah, he's like six four. Maybe even a six five. He's big. Oh my he's big. goodness! He's a big guy. That makes a lot more sense because I was like, how is this guy hitting so well against these huge blockers? But he's also big, so yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And okay. he's like, he's like the perfect balance too. Because on the beach, I feel like some smalls. I mean, like the smaller partner are way too like kind of like chippy and they'll chip around and if they get in a game where they're not putting the ball to the ground it gets frustrating to watch because you're like just hit the yeah. ball but he's a guy he i think he balance he has a perfect balance he hits of, a lot he, more than he shoots yeah he has a perfect balance like and he'll he'll but he'll start off the game all the time bang 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 and so he'll get him back on their heels and then he'll start kind of yeah, like he's, chipping he's, around. He's ridiculous. He's a good he player. He sees the dude, and everybody understands. Like you can't serve. He's, his his numbers are so ridiculous. Like well, I was gonna say, I would if I were to play them, I would serve Anders. Yeah, because and they win every though. tournament with serving. Like you, ser- every team serves Christian, and every team loses. Yes, and if you have a big enough block, I feel like you should go with trying to serve Anders. He's gonna do some ridiculous things, but you'll pick up a point here. He's not probably not as consi- like, this is what Christian does. Like mm-hmm. this guy's a side out machine at this yeah. point. Like he's just like, you, they've people have served him like the whole time he's played with Anders. I'm sure yeah. it's been super long time. The past two or three years. Like if you see like the times that they've been broken down and been like the Russian, when the Russians beat him in, uh, World Championships and a couple of like big tournaments where they lost was when Anders was served for the most part. And Anders, like, right. like you said, he'll air a little more. Like he'll do some crazy stuff. Yeah, he'll that, bounce it on you and then yeah. like maybe he'll hit it out. And also yeah. even then, like you take a little bit more of the consistency and like the rhythm out of Christian's game. And then maybe yeah. like when he does get a dig, he's not like like flowing offensively. So maybe mm-hmm. you can maybe his counterattack isn't as good. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I'm trying Dude, to the, think because that that seems a good team. Yeah, one of the plays that like one of the first like when they really at the beginning of kind of their like rise, I think it was a Gestad two three years ago, and the play that like st- they kind of like stand like, what I was talking about with like the smalls and their uh and how they deal with this, the uh, like their offensive strategy. A lot of times was the, there was this one play where T Krabs he had an open net and decided to, like drop it in and christian goes in scoops it up it was matt the americans had match point for to win to go to the final or to win no block up match no block yeah goes short christian picks it up he he went short with it it. yeah um and christian goes up and just buried it i'm pretty sure if i recall right like just and that's something like he has the ability a lot of Small, especially with like the size of the blockers nowadays on the beach. There's some the size big of the blockers, blockers is insane. So I, but I do think that the size of the defenders is getting 
is getting yeah. bigger too. Because yeah. I know the Russian guy is really tall. Um, his partner, his partner is like shorter. No, his partner, yeah, is kind of shorter ish. The no, one guy is no, huge. No, no. The blocker is huge. No, his, the 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 defender's big too, man. Maybe it's just because he's standing. I'm not. Like a giant. I'm not. I'm not kidding. As you keep talking, I'm gonna look it up. But okay. I don't even know how to spell Stoyanovsky. Sorry, not. <laughs> they uh, uh, my quick update. Yeah, Micah said like all the American teams did really well. Obviously, for people who uh don't understand like Olympic qualification, how it works, in my best, uh, or I think this, uh, the McKibbins sure. made a good video of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go check out the McKibbins video. Go check out the McKibbins video. But the the idea is that they take like of like a of these major tournaments, they take your ten best results. And there's points awarded to how you place um, from the quad, or and then uh, and then the top two, and then you get country quoted too. And what that means is each country is only allowed two teams uh, per Olympics. And so a team like the U.S. or a country like the U.S. where they could have three or four that easily qualify for the Olympics, they get what you call a country quoted, where they're only allowed to have two. And so it's really competitive a lot of times for that last. A lot most of the times the top spot's pretty clear. But the second position's really tight between two or three teams all the time, and it's like that on both the men's and women's side. The women's side, it's closer with Sponsel and Clays and uh, Kerry Walsh and um, tripping on her name. What's her name? Her partner, Brooke Sweat. Brooke Sweat, yeah. Um, with Brooke Sweat, and so with uh, that race is pretty close actually. On uh, the men's side, I think. Uh, Taylor Krause, especially with this performance, and Jake Gibb are kind of running away with this, and, and Phil Dahlhauser and Nicholas are running away with the two bids. Um, but so it's crazy. Yeah. their partner's six five. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he's standing big. next to. No, yeah, big. no, the blocker is huge, but um, yeah, I think the defenders are getting taller too. I really do. How tall is Taylor? Six two, six three. Yeah, he's no Taylor's like six one or two. Okay. He's, yeah, he's one of the shorter ones for sure on the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it helps to have, I mean, he's got a nice jump and a nice arm. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah. But yeah, the, the beach game's getting a little taller, I think. Which is funny because the indoor game's getting a little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, not Dude. As, not shorter, but. Yeah. Dude, have you seen the the young 19-year-old uh, Swede Swedish team on the men's side? I'm not kidding you. No. Every single ball they go on to, um, the, that is their strategy. Every <laughs> single ball. And I, like me and Ave, I'm not get, like I'm not saying like, oh, they go on to a lot. I'm saying every single ball they go over on to. How are they able to pass that well? Dude, sometimes they push it a little bit. <laughs> sometimes it's like, all right, maybe. Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was like saying. I mean, like. With really tall blockers, when they're serving, I would want to go on to a lot. Yeah. Because I don't want to face them. Like, like Anders, I would never just set, like, a two ball right in front of him. Like, just give him all the time in the world. And, like, he can line me up. And, like, I'd be trying to run some slides or, like, get yeah. him, like, I can't just let him just do his thing. I got told I got I told Avery that I could imagine these guys they're from like some like deserted part of Sweden where they play a game of volleyball it's only two touches and they get they're like wait we're allowed to use three touches yeah <laughs> everybody's using three touches no because if you watch it you're like you would think that volleyball is played with two touches if you watch this team play like I'm just like I was they were forcing some balls onto I'm like 
maybe set it. Maybe, maybe set yeah. the ball. <laughs> uh, but Respect. it's interesting. They, they live they're and super die committed. By the exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're committed Respect. to their. They're committed to their game plan. But um, yeah. So yeah, the I don't. I was looking up how tall that guy was, but you mentioned that I think both the men made the semi. Yeah, they lost. Both the men lost, lost in the semi, and yeah. then um, two USA teams made the semis for the women's as well. Yes. And April Ross is, and Alex Kleiman are going to the final, and um, Emily Stockman and Kelly Larson. Uh, I, no. I know somebody got Kalinske. somebody got married. Kalinsky. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Kalinsky. Um, yeah. lost in the semi, which is a really good showing for Super them and for, for, for USA in general. Yeah. So, and I, and I know on the men's side, there were some teams that weren't there and some like individuals that weren't there, but still like such a good, like, I don't know. I think that's tough for try and Trevor because do, they would have yeah. had a good chance in this tournament too, to pick up some points. You know, uh, also you brought up like so yeah. some teams not there. What pisses me off is when people claim like, "Oh, they weren't there, or this team wasn't there," or like, "Dude, well, how is it our fault? Like, who's there?" Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to perform. <laughs> you, we didn't like, like. Yeah, we just showed up. <laughs> well, no, if you get for criticized sure. for people not being there, it's just like, all right, that's. I think it's ridiculous. No, it's no, like, but that's fair criticism in the sense where, like, if I went somewhere where Perugia was supposed to be in the tournament, and I won. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't show up. I'd be like, yeah, if they were there, we wouldn't have won. I'll give you. You that. just don't say. You just don't you say know? they weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll take the criticism. Like I think the criticism is fair, but also it's like, what are you gonna do about it? It's not. Yeah. Uh, you can't really do a lot about it. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the finals are. By the time we release this, the finals are would have will already have happened. So uh, we can talk yeah. about maybe the results next week. Hopefully, Alex and April pull through for the Americans, get the dub. Um. Because they've had a really nice tournament, they're playing pretty well. Uh, I've watched, been able to catch a couple of their matches, been able to catch actually every team, a little bit of every team. Um, so really nice job by the Americans. It's and on YouTube for those. That, yes. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's live streamed. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's always yeah, it's always live streamed on YouTube. So that's the one thing the beach does a really good job of. Everything's free, and I've always said this, dude. For if you want to grow the game, every big international competition should be on like free internet it should not be, be like a paid subscription and stuff because yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. grow you're not going to grow followers stuff people aren't going to go out of their way to go watch on no, euro yeah, volley you, champions you make League some money but only from people that are very devoted there's way more opportunity to make money by making it free um yeah yeah and then doing it that way it's like yeah no doubt it's frustrating to me i'm like dude that euro volley like what person who isn't like really into the volleyball world right like even there's most players I would say in the U.S. probably don't even know where to find Champions League matches sometimes. Like yeah, they do yeah, yeah. games here and there, but every single game should be on free TV, in my opinion, on like YouTube, some like a very yeah. accessible channel. So, um, but moving forward here, uh, let's let's run through some questions here. We got a bunch of questions up to our page. Um, we'll crank these out and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, cool. We'll wrap up the the week's pod. Um. <laughs> There's a very variety of questions today, very or very various questions. <laughs> um, no, that's, there's a good variety. There's a good variety of questions. There we good go. My English. My English. Is, I'm know. starting to yeah, speak my... German now. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to speak the worst English. It's terrible because <laughs> your teammates are calling to me like, "Hey, is this sentence right?" And I'm like, yeah. "I have no idea." And it takes <laughs> you like too, 30 yeah. minutes to be like, "Uh." Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah, it's it's tough. You it's, just started I, speaking with their grammar. Yes, I speak with their grammar. Like my grammar. In order is for them terrible. to understand, you have and to with speak the accent. with their. Yeah, if you don't yeah. speak with their grammar, then like if you speak like how I would like you or somebody, then they sometimes right don't understand. Um, an Asian penguin. Uh, how to know when your opponents. <laughs> When you opponent's head rent free, or how to get inside their head. So I think they meant to say when you're in your opponent's yeah, rent free. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, well, there's pretty, there's some pretty obvious ones. Like they're just they'll start yelling back at you, and but every player responds to this type of stuff differently. Yeah. And like you talk about that, like there's guys, like I remember in college, like Stein would start talking. I'm like, dude, do not talk to that guy. Like. Talking to that guy is not going to help us. But there's some guys, I'm like, dude, that's a guy you for sure can break for down. For sure, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely guys you want to and guys you don't want to. Um, we just actually had a scuffle at the end of our last game. Uh, really? Yeah, we actually did. Um, Mike we'll Mike brought in the haymaker, his, uh, no, his notorious not, haymaker. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I was just like making sure everything was all good. But um, they definitely crossed the net. And so after the game, we had like a huge little, huge powwow on our side of the net and trying to hold people apart and stuff, but nothing really got done. But it's, again, it's our outside. He's just like, just an absolute mastermind at, at trash talking. Dude, the funny thing is when, when the other team reacts to the ref comes up, they'll be like, what? what? Like, no, oh, no, he's, no, oh, he no, plays no. the refs like a fiddle. Yeah. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. He's got the refs in his back pocket all the time. It's, it's <laughs> insane. It's insane. Oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome. But yeah, uh, how to get in someone's head? Well, one, play well. Yeah. Um, you can't really get in someone's head if if you're getting beat down. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta be you gotta be like playing well and then um, just do annoying little things. I guess I don't know. I'm not good at trash talking, but I'm I'm yeah. taking this from what he does. He he does like. Just annoying little things, and he'll say something here or there, like really small, and like I don't know. And then eventually, they just start getting fed up with it. Yeah, I don't think much about that stuff. There's I there's I only no one time I recall somebody like getting to me so much where it was so hard to play because I was 16, my brother was 15, I think, and we play in this men's like a tournament uh, on the beach or something, and this guy. We were whooping him. We were destroying this guy, and he was like, he was he was a little intoxicated and stuff. And he was, <laughs> um, and literally he pulls he pulls out his last resort. He has these pants on the whole like full pants on the whole. He rips them off, and he has these ridiculous like bright speedos on, and <laughs> he's running around doing ridiculous. Gage and I like we're dying laughing. And oh we my like, god! I yeah, the the hard, the funniest I've ever laughed was <laughs> actually in a volleyball game too. It was ridiculous. This team, we talked to them after, and they uh, they were a high school team. Oh, sorry. <sighs> they were a high school team that um decided that they wanted to try and go to nationals. They needed a coach, so they they got their friend to be their coach, and they made their own club. This isn't even a club. They just like were like, oh yeah, like. We just decided we wanted to go. So they all show up. The setter dumps like 20 balls, and they're all fighting with him, but they're all laughing. And he rolls his ankle. 
and they're all laughing at him and like my dad's trying to keep us together and we're laughing at them the whole two and like and he's he's taking bribes to like give the like to set them the ball he's like i'm not setting you guys i am not setting you guys and they're like and so they're like we need to pass off the net and like so they start passing off the net and he set a few over on two it was ridiculous <laughs> and there and he's wearing a bandana a ridiculous and no no socks a bandana and apparently he's the captain so he gets he uh he rolls his ankle and he can't play anymore and so they call a timeout and we we hear them fighting about who's going to be the captain and the coach has no control over these guys Oh god! Sorry for yawning so much. Um, and so they're like late coming out of the timeout, and the refs are like, "Like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go!" And they're like, "No, like, I, I'm the captain." So finally, they decide on this one guy, and he's like, "I'm the captain, so I want to be the setter." And they're like, "No, like," and they don't have enough people to really make a sub. And they're like, "No, you're outside hitter." And he's like, "No," and so he decides he's gonna try and set from the position of outside hit and it screws their rotation all up and the coach has no the, the coach doesn't play volleyball they're like oh he's just our friend like he doesn't auto play <laughs> it was one of the <laughs> most ridiculous matches i've ever been they had they were purple i just remember they're purple oh my gosh and they're they were our favorite team i've ever played against i know Tui and evan would probably say the same they were an incredible team we love them yeah I only saw them one year. They only showed up one year and never to anything else. I'm sure their parents, like, the parents that did make the trip were like, this is such a waste of money. Like, yeah. we're yeah. not paying for this again. <laughs> oh, God. That's the, that's the only time I remember getting, like, in a game, like, really, like, out of rhythm or whatever. Just this guy. Yeah. This making me laugh so much. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. Um... That's awesome. That's so I could yeah, it'd be so hard to play against a team like that. Oh, it was ridiculous. Um Roberto Ambrise asks, How can I make a D one team walk on transferring junior year from a JC because of COVID? Ooh, uh, I don't know the COVID situation. Maybe you know it better than me. Are yeah, JC's I, playing right now? Uh no. I in California okay. not. I know they are okay. not, I'm pretty sure. Um I could be wrong about that. I'm sure we'll get fact-checked if I'm wrong. Um, but the big – walking on to – I mean, where you have to start is sending emails. I mean, maybe your coach yeah. has connections. The D1, usually that's the case, is like JCs. Because coaches are always like looking at clubs, at JCs. I know I know Charlie Wade, the head coach of Hawaii, He's he sometimes will go over to like a junior college showcase just to see what's if there's anybody yeah. there that he's interested in. Um. But speak to your coach. I feel like they would have connections. The coaches are pretty connected usually, and just let them know what you want to do and see if they have any connections to any schools. Uh, the biggest thing is just networking. I think that's – people always write in about how do I do this? How do I get connected to schools? I'm like, you just got to network. Like, speak to people, email, like, just get connected. I don't, I don't know if there's a special thing. Like, make sure you have – I think a highlight tape is usually pretty good because they're going to ask for that. Like – yeah. Especially in COVID situations where there's like not a lot of tournaments right now, they got to see some video. So make sure you have that pre-prepared. Um, so when they ask you, you're like, here, boom. Pre-prepared. Pre-prepared. <laughs> what I meant to say is prepare. Pre-prepared. Sure like you I said, my English is. <laughs> oh, that's a tough thing to say. Pre-prepared. Um. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying. Prepare yeah. before you speak to them. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Um, that's the biggest thing I'd say. I don't think there's any like special formula like that will 100% work or 100% or not work. I think you just have to network and see there's a lot of opportunities out there and you never know. Uh, it's yeah. tough right now for coaches I know to put together um, – to put together uh, like recruiting glasses because they're not watching the kids. So it's hard to say, yeah. like, <laughs> I can imagine how difficult that would be. Um, so I hope I answer, we answered that. Uh, Dakota Yang asks how to shave. Uh, <laughs> um, with a razor. <laughs> Ask your dad mm-hmm. this. Your dad or, uh, or, a, or a parent figure. I'm sure there's a YouTube mother. video. Yeah, yeah. There's for sure YouTube. I'm sure there's a YouTube video. But make sure, uh, do you like to shave from the bottom up or you go top down? Me? Yeah. I I heard I always heard you're supposed to go with the hair. Okay, me too. That's that's unless I, there's some people it's I see like who, no, but unless it's like stubborn and it's like and it's like hard to get it off yeah. like that, then I'll be like ah whatever. Okay. So yeah, I I always go top down too. Uh, but yeah. I have a uh, parent figure or YouTube. YouTube is very valuable. YouTube. Um, we have from... <laughs> some, there's some ridiculous questions on here. Um, Anon DM, uh, how do you negotiate scholarships when talking to coaches um, on the men's side? Negotiating scholarships, usually they have a pretty preset. Um, there's a little room for wiggle room usually. Yeah, I was going to say, there's usually not a lot of negotiating going on. Yeah, usually they're like, this is what we offer you. Take it or leave it. Because yeah. in, on the men's side, there's only four and a half at yeah, the most. Yeah, they're strapped. Yeah, a lot of the times most. they're strapped. And, like, they do a lot of math and, like, work out, mm-hmm. like, what they actually can, can afford. It's not yeah. like it's not like you're going into a swap meet and, like, you have a lot of money and, like, you can go from one to a hundred. And then the dealer has, like, a lot of things that they can sell it's yeah. it's a really like small amount four and a half is not a lot so yeah there's not a lot of wiggle room exactly. and they're already committed to a lot of those scholarships so mm-hmm. yeah four and a half for the whole team so you have to think about every class they have to like chop up what like one maybe one and a half right. they have to figure out it's right. brutal uh jay evans asks how do you balance a healthy amount of lifting with training should you lift when you train or play I think I think lifting very and I've kind of this uh thought has evolved over time with me like at the beginning I'm like I wasn't huge on it but now dude I think lifting super important and I think you should be lifting like all that I even don't mind like doing like lifts in the morning of games like just to kind of get everything going like I I've become a big advocate for lifting and I think it's very useful and especially as you get older and stuff and you need to stay strong but uh, I think there's a time frame when you should start lifting. It, I don't know the age of the, the person who asked this, but if you need to speak to like your weight coach, <laughs> like you shouldn't just take you shouldn't be like 13 years old and go in and just start pumping. I think, but I don't know, Mikey, your thoughts on it? No, I'd agree. I think lifting's super important. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about the age thing either. Um, I like feeling I strong. Lifting. I love feeling strong. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's what I want. I That's totally the biggest agree thing. With that. You need to feel strong, and you need to feel like you're, like in good shape. If if that's what you, then I think then yeah, you're doing yeah, things yeah, right, yeah. for sure. Um. Charles 
Dickus asks, <laughs> do you guys poop before practice before games uh, for the jump advantage? <laughs> Dude, naturally, I have, I've done that a lot. It's not like some crazy ritual I have, but I, yeah. I feel my body like wanting to before yeah. like working out or before a game. Not necessarily really practice, but like. Dude, but I yeah, I feel like that's a natural thing that happens. I had a player on my – I was coaching a U14s team when I was at UH over the summer at Nationals. And this kid, he had – every single game he had to. <laughs> like it, he wouldn't – he couldn't play if not. Like he would like be in the bathroom. Like I'm trying to like write him into the lineup. And they're like, yeah, he's not here yet, coach. I'm like, so I had to start somebody else because he had like <laughs> – I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my like, gosh. That's so – you had to start somebody else? I'm like, all right. That's, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Our, I'm like yelling. I'm like, where the hell? I'm like asking his dad, where is he? Like, I, we need to start the match. It's like, yeah, he's got a little bit of an issue. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, um, actually, Aiden Schulten has a. He said he had a question aimed towards Joe and Micah, so that's perfect for today. Uh, what kind of things are you guys doing off the court to perfect your hands as setters? Is it just hours of setting against the wall? Love the podcast. We love you, Aiden. I, I'll be honest. I don't do a lot outside of the gym for my hands. I I like pretty much just do that while I'm at practice. Um, but if you, but also like at the point that we're at, we're kind of like professionals in a sense. So when I was young, I was probably always playing. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. we're a little bit newer to it and we have a little bit more energy and like we don't have the recovery. We don't need recovery. We don't need... I don't know, like a lot of those things. So when I was young, I was probably setting the ball around. Um, but nowadays, it's like when I'm in the gym, I'm working. And when I'm at home, I don't have a volleyball at home. Yeah. I think everybody's, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Like growing up, there's like, you do so, we're always around volleyball. And we just touch the volleyball all the time. Um, but here, like we have, a, I mean, we have a volleyball at home, but all the work is done in the gym. We have we have a lot of training time, and so it's just like in the net, just repetitions, center targets a lot of times with the hitters. Uh, in practice, we do a lot of reps, and so from that standpoint, and it's kind of like like when it, get, it gets to a point where it's like second nature, and like I always feel too if I think about it too much and I try to like be scientific about what I'm doing with my hands, then I don't set that well. Like for me, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I know like what I need to do. I go into game when I'm in flow, then I f- know that I can do whatever is necessary. For sure. Um, last question here, Alexander Alexander Bodvin. Uh, question for Micah and Joe: How do you get out of a bad setting slump? I've been in like I've been in for like a week now. The sets just aren't connecting right now. Oh, I know what you mean. I went in yesterday and like after my first set, I was like, oh, this is not going to be a great day. And that's just how that's just how it was. Um, keep working through it. I think it's a good time to like add or learn something about your setting and like to progress it one step forward. Like whenever I whenever I'm doing well, obviously, you're like you're not super focused on improving. You're just like, oh, I'm playing. I'm playing really well. And then when you're like you have that weak slump you'll learn something about yourself like, oh, I play a little better when I'm simple or, oh, I need to fix this a little bit. And those those slumps actually end up building your your game and building your setting style and technique. So 
like be grateful for them a little bit. You don't have to be like, oh, when do I get out of this? Like use it and try and learn from it. Figure out what helps you a little bit in it. Um, what helps me, I would say, is like being simple with my feet, especially like trying not to do too much and like just taking the ball in the same spot allows my hands to like not have to do as much. Um, and then trusting your hitters at times. I have a, I, I have a little bit of a hard time with that. Like not having to do everything. Like you can just give a hittable ball and like sometimes they have to help you too. Um, I, I'm still having to learn that. I still like take a lot of the blame and want all the time, like one-on-one or, um, to do something like to help my hitters a lot instead of letting them help myself or help me. So yeah, let your, let your team help you out when you need it, I guess. No, I think I covered everything. Yeah. That's a, that's always a hard thing is like setters. A lot of setters you'll see is like taking the blame. I think the more mature and the older setters, have learned like they're even the setter like here Dan Vintage the other setter on my team here he's learned like he's very he'll put pressure on the hitters and stuff even even if like I'll be outside I'm like ah maybe the set could have been a little here a little there but it's like no he like he's like you guys need it that ball needs to be scored like you need to kill that yeah ball. yeah uh and I think that's good and you learn that over time it's hard especially yeah, as a I think young it's setter over time it's over time thing yeah. Like you as said, a, especially as a young setter, it's hard. Yeah. As a young setter, you come in, you deal with, like, older hitters. Like, I'm literally, we have one hitter. We have one outside attacker. He's an Olympian and stuff, and he's won all these crazy, he's played for crazy clubs. Like, me going to him being like, you need to score that ball. I, like, I, I right, couldn't see right. myself doing that at times. Um, But, that, yeah, that wraps up the questions. Uh, like I said, we always say, send them in. We always get a bunch throughout the week. We answer as many as we, we screenshot them. We try to save them as best as we can. So if we didn't answer for some reason over the past few weeks, which I don't think we missed any, uh, just resend it. It's not because we don't want to answer. It's just because we have a bunch all the time, and sometimes we just look over them at times when we're reading them through the podcast. Um, Two-man show today. If you guys prefer that, you let us know. We'll just kick Gage off the <laughs> podcast. Uh, he's, uh, he, like we said, he's in Santa Barbara. They have a three-match series. They won the first one. He's an one, expendable. Three, yeah, exactly. They yeah. won their last game? They did last night, 3-1, uh, Thursday night. Okay. And they play Friday, Saturday. Was it we close? Always... Yeah, it was close. Santa Barbara's good, dude. Santa Barbara's They're... a good team. Yeah, Santa Barbara's They're a really pretty... good team. They're just scrappy, dude. They dig everything. In They're a really Hawaii. good team. It's pretty much a battle of kind of like the big juggernauts, like the big hammers versus just yeah. this like scrappy little kind of yeah. Santa Barbara team. Sick. Um so it'll be good matches. Friday, Saturday, we'll have the matches. Uh, the link in our bio on Out of System. We always put it up there. We'll give you guys some highlights. Uh, let us know uh, about... Uh, you guys know we're going on tour this summer. Uh, we have a lot of big plans that are going to be getting announced here pretty soon. Uh, but we are, uh, we're just waiting off to make sure that we finalize some stuff. And... You guys know the deal. Please check out our website, outofsystem.net. Let us know... Uh, Anything you guys, if you guys have any ideas for us for the tour, where to go. And um, besides that, Micah, thank you. You guys know, if you guys cannot handle the heat, then get out of the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Out of System.